Hey everybody, AJ here. I decided to not do my normal commercial thing this week of, I don't know, making Septimus Seppelbeak, owner and operator of the Odyssey Applebee's, sell you Long Island iced teas. Sorry, um, just making a note here. Wet your sepal beak. Okay, instead, I'm gonna use this time to encourage you all to donate to your local abortion fund. Since Roe v. Wade was overturned, several states have had trigger laws go into effect, and folks in those states need help to gain access to abortion and healthcare. We've included links to a lot of organizations in the show notes. I myself donated to the Yellowhammer Fund, which serves Alabama, Mississippi, and the Deep South. Uh, recurring donations are preferred, but truly, every little bit helps. Uh, the day I'm recording this is the first day of the Supreme Court's new term, and there's probably going to be a lot more nightmares in store, but donating to a mutual aid fund can help you feel a little less powerless. Go to abortionfunds.org to find the national network of abortion funds so you can find one that's near you or give to one of those states that have had the trigger laws go into effect. So spread the word. Thanks for your consideration. And now back to... So many possible worlds, but we got this Welcome to the worst of all possible worlds, the first and only podcast that's bad at most things. <laughs> I'm the worst of all possible Bryans. I'm the worst of all possible AJs. And I am the worst of all possible Joshes. And today we are joined by our recurring guest, local art teacher, Ash Stoneman. <laughs> Ash, hello. Hello. You may remember Ash from their uh, wonderful guest star on the Pokemon episode. And yeah. once again, very happy to have them back to talk about a different kind of pocket monster. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Fetuses. <laughs> we are going to be talking, of course, about Adventures in Odyssey, as well as a focus on the family audio drama called Tilly by Frank Peretti. That's right. And, That's uh, right. Frank Peretti, he's <laughs> back, baby. Returning listeners know and Can't love these recurring guys. <laughs> Mo, when you brought like this topic up to me, you guys were asking, it. I literally had like, PTSD flashbacks to when I was a kid. Hell yes. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, That's what we love to hear. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because as you guys probably know, like I grew up with Adventures in Odyssey. I grew up with all the uh, Christian pop culture things. Uh, I wasn't allowed to listen to things outside of anything that was <laughs> not mm -hmm. produced with, you know, by Christian uh, producers or Whoa. focus on the family was something that we were heavily consumed. Did you did you own the tapes and or CDs? Yes, we did. Okay. Um, I mostly listened to on the radio, but like yeah. on road trips with like my extended mm -hmm. family, we would listen to the tapes of Avengers and Odyssey, um, as well as a ton of Michael W. Smith. Um, <laughs> 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 like a lot of it. <laughs> that and Carmen. <laughs> Um, oh wow a lot of carbon oh boy um, but there was a very specific a uh, song that we would have our parents play over and over that was a makeshift hip-hop song kind of where mm -hmm. it begins uh oh, yo no. smitty 
<laughs> you ready to get witty? <laughs> so hit a hit a hit a hit a hit me, and it goes into this very strange, extremely nineties. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, and Michael W. Smith is is jamming on stage. Did Michael W. Smith do J Train as well? I thought that was Toby Mac. Oh, maybe. Okay. There was like there were these sort of non hip hop CCM artists who decided to get into hip hop, and then all of that stuff was done by like the Continental Singers on their big tours. And speaking of Continental Singers, mm. do you know who got his start with the Continental Singers? No. Wit. Paul McCusker. Yes. Our, our bravest Catholic boy. Oh, yes. was still not Catholic at this time. It all um, comes full circle. This is wonderful. Because uh, he wrote this episode, Pamela Has a Problem. Sure did. Very <laughs> proud of it, too. Uh, Listen to an interview with him on the official Adventures in Odyssey podcast. Oh, This guy really loves his writing on this episode. He's so proud of how nuanced it was and how oh, character centric it was. Like he he somebody said, you know, would you write this the same way now as you did back then? He's like, absolutely. Sweet. <laughs> so for those of you who so far have been like Adventures in Odyssey, folks on the family, what the fuck? This is Wit's Endless Summer, a recurring subseries of the worst of all possible worlds, where we listen to episodes of the evangelical Christian children's radio drama Adventures in Odyssey. And today is an extra special episode because mm-hmm. we're doing a double feature. We've got an mm-hmm. episode of Adventures in Odyssey as well as another radio drama that was written before Adventures in Odyssey even got started. Yeah, and I, I 100% thought that this was just another episode yes, of Adventures in Odyssey. Uh-huh. And I was like, who are any of these people? <laughs> <laughs> so three of us here grew up with Adventures in Odyssey. Of course, not AJ. He's still growing, as we all are, though. He's growing. I'm he's learning. Still in growing. The um, none of us grew up with this episode. I feel like I can pretty Mm-mm. safely say. With Pamela has a problem. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Pamela has a problem. Did not get released on any sort of home format, except for, you know, you could write in and like request an individual episode and they just like print it off and send it to you. And don't forget to ask about how you can get a copy of today's episode. Yes. Just write to us at Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80995. Chris, or get out Canada. of here. <laughs> we can't Fox afford nine, you. Fox 9800, Vancouver, BC, V6B, 4G3. <laughs> this episode aired, and it aired pretty regularly through the 90s, but then they stopped airing it right around 2000 and did not air it again until 2007. That's a long time. Also in 2007, they finally released it on a home format in Mm. a collection called The Lost Episodes. It's got a picture of Wit on the cover in an Indiana Jones outfit holding the tapes running away from a boulder. It's pretty funny. It's it's, it's funny. It's very misleading as to what the content of this episode is. Wit is a bit of a uh, an Indiana Jones type, but none of the episodes in the Lost episodes are of him doing the archaeology shit. We mm. haven't gotten there yet, AJ, but just wait. <laughs> Can I ask Ash? It, yeah. Was it just focus on the family, sort of adjacent stuff, or were like, could you watch Veggie Tales? Was that a thing oh, yeah, that you yeah, were yeah. also? No, 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 okay. no. I could, I could like anything that was like Christian based. We had to like, I convinced my parents to let me watch Signs. Because, yeah. because, of, because like, I was like, he gets saved, mom. Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> That's so smart. Yeah. Um, I was like, it's Christian. It's all about God. And she was like, oh, all right. Wow. So I, we took our youth group to go see signs. 
That's um, so good. Because we convinced That's them that amazing. it was about God. They yeah. were okay with him being Catholic? Yeah. I, well, okay. I don't think it was like, yeah, but he's Catholic. Um, so that, that was part of it where we had to be like, I was Catholic when it comes to Jesus, you know? Never, never has a man just sort of like nonchalantly strolling down an alley scared the shit out of me quite as much <laughs> as his yeah. signs. So when I was about 14 or 15, uh, for some reason, my mom wanted me to start like taking, I suppose, like AP courses or something that would help me in my like get credit for college. So she enrolled me in a college course that was speech and debate. Oh. And one day they gave us an assignment for persuasive speech. And hmm. for some reason, at the age of 14, I decided that my topic was going to be abortion um, because I have so much experience at the age of 14 uh, to convince a room full of adults of what to think. Mm. And so I brought it up. I gave my speech basically saying everything that was in these episodes and uh, needless to say, Uh did not go over well. (laughs) Uh, i was presented with ideas and topics i had never considered before um people debated me until i was red-faced and just kind of sat down Um, oh dear yeah that that was the moment like i mean yeah but i mean i was a shitty 14 year old who was just like uh yeah i'm i'm in a college course i'm so smart um right right Mm -hmm. yeah the gifted and talented curse exactly that's exactly what was going on precocious little shit and so <laughs> it really was. It was terrible. But yeah, they brought that was actually the turning point, though, because like having these new ideas, it made me like gave me something to chew on. And I went mm, home mm-hmm. and like really sure. considered about what I was thinking and like what all this meant. What what yeah. were the things that people said in response to you that were like, oh, huh, I'd never thought about that. They, they, they said, what do you think about rape then? What do you think about incest? What do you think about someone whose life is in danger because of this pregnancy? Yeah, it's all kind of the basic level stuff. But yeah. when you grow up in that cultural environment, it just doesn't get brought up. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Being a white privileged little kid in this very sheltered environment, I was only ever presented with this one singular option. You carry it to term and yeah. you decide on yeah. adoption or not. Like that's it. When I was presented with all these things I had never considered before, I, it, it took me a long time for me to come to the conclusion of just like this, something isn't wrong. Things are not adding up to yeah, what I've yeah, been taught. Yeah. And it was because I think that was probably the catalyst of me questioning a lot of things uh, that I was being mm-hmm. taught. So sorry, mom. <laughs> really backfired. <laughs> right. Because if this isn't true, what else? Are, what other things are, have they been telling me? That exactly. Also... I was just yeah. like, who? Yeah. Who are we caring about then? Like, what is going on? And then when I found out that like abortion clinics actually weren't carrying out like a. Uh, uh, Partial birth abortions or selling baby organs. Oh, those, of course, yeah. are non-medical terms. Those are yeah. fake terms exactly. that were made up for the purpose of scaring people. And yeah. so when right. I when I did some my, my own research after all of this, like I was like, oh, that's not actually happening. Like people don't yeah. actually yeah. do that. Um, are you telling me that like what Frank Peretti says <laughs> in the Tilly episode? They're not they're not lighting fetuses on fire. Right. That's not yeah. a thing that's happening. Let, let's get into this episode. Uh, James Dobson was thinking there might be a lot of kids out there like Ash Stoneman who 
who are questioning things. So we got to get ahead of this. We got to get our messaging into our media. And so I'll start here with Paul McCusker's little introduction that they put on uh, for the 2007 release of this episode. Well, the story behind Pamela Has a Problem starts back in 1990. I call him Philip Grossman. Dr. Dobson asked the entire ministry of Focus on the Family to make a special effort to find ways to support Focus's positions on a variety of social issues. For example, Almost like we're propaganda. one of Focus on the Family's <laughs> core beliefs is the sanctity of every human life, born and unborn. So the audience decided to produce You're a program right. <laughs> that would look at the issue of abortion in a way that we thought children would understand. And while we knew that some parents might object to a program about that particular issue, we thought it was important to show dramatically the Christian side of the debate, something you don't often get in movies the one or television. true Christian so opinion. So we aired the episode in December 1990. And then a bunch of parents complained, and so they, they were yeah. like, oh, 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 man. Just like always, because they have the most fucking irritating audience ever, they got cancel cultured by their own audience. And they they killed the episode. Although to, to be fair, I mean, the, the target audience of Adventures and Odyssey is like fucking eight year olds. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. This is an episode that is intended for teenagers, right? Like this is an episode about like Connie as a teenager dealing with a teenage issue with her teenage friend. But I guess the point here is you got to start them young. You got to mm-hmm. get onto that thing, get the messaging in as early as you possibly can, because that shapes what the opinions, perspectives, and neural uh-huh. pathways are going to look like for the Ash Stonemans of the world. Well, <laughs> <laughs> because you're using that phrase "born and unborn" makes me think of Dara when we were we had our Jesus Camp episode. Mm. Dara came on and talked about when they learned uh, a different pledge of allegiance in Catholic school that. Mm-hmm. added born and unborn to the very end of the pledge. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, I did not have to do that at my Catholic school, but there no, was... California Catholics. Yeah, it's true. That's true. We're loose. We got those <laughs> San Diego liberals. Uh, yeah, no, it's one of those things that, like, I, I had a lot of unlearning to do myself about abortion um, just because... I, you know, going to high school specifically and having that stuff sort of shoved down my throat for a while, like it just kind of became like, well, there's like logical arguments on the other side because I had friends who were pro-life and like mm-hmm. I, I respected them as people. I'm like, well, if they believe that, then there must be some validity to these arguments. And I had to do a lot of unlearning in college and in my early 20s. Yeah, no, I can't believe the amount of disclaimers that this episode has. Oh, it's but, so funny because they, they have his intro, then they have like a Chris, yeah, Chris intro. Chris does it again. And then yeah. Chris does like another intro because she's like, go out, get That's your right. parents. It's like, the, okay, now the parents actually are back. three Let's... separate warnings. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And this is and this is amazing because before the theme song starts, all Chris says is, if your parents aren't in the room with you, now's the time to get them in the most menacing way. <laughs> and then the theme song just blares. It, oh, it yeah. made me laugh out loud. I like this idea like a kid running out, Mom, Dad, there's an abortion on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go ahead and dig into the episode. Uh, yeah. yeah. After, after this intro, Chris tells us that there are surprises and then there are surprises. And one of these surprises, I guess, uh, you know, Wit overhears Connie talking yep. on the phone. And I grabbed a clip here. So Connie's talking to her mom and she's like, what are you keeping from me? You're oh, being yeah. real sneaky, mom. And you better tell me what you're up to. Ooh, something wrong, Connie? No. My mom's been sneaking around a lot lately and she won't tell me why. She's up to something, Wit. I just know it. Sneaking around? 
Yeah, you know, like making plans without telling me what they are, talking on the phone and then hanging up when I come in. That kind of sneaking around. Hmm, maybe it's a surprise. I figured that. But what kind of surprise? <laughs> well, why should it matter? Can't you simply sit back and enjoy it? Damn. Okay. I- I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I don't know why this gets me as hard as it does. But, like, Connie talks for a whole other sentence after saying sneaking around. And Allwit responds with his sneaking around. Like, he stopped listening <laughs> to the sentence and was like, wait, what's this about sneaking? I yeah, no, sneak. I mean, it, that's exactly right. He heard, he heard yeah. the idea of sneaking and it just immediately triggered something in his brain because the moment he's that, a spy. The moment that's exactly, what he does. The moment he hears that somebody might be up to something, immediately, (laughs) bam. What we end up learning is that this is Pam. Yeah, and you might remember, you won't, uh, we met Pamela before. Pamela is the one in California. You do? I actually you do did. Remember? I did oh, remember. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Ashley, um, did you remember? You know what? I did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we I have are a clip. The smartest lads. That's amazing. I have a clip. She was a different voice actor at this point yeah, in time. Yeah, I did notice. This... A, I actually did notice the voice was different. Yeah, because she, well, we'll we'll see why. Well, she said that you became some kind of religious freak. I couldn't believe my ears. Not you. What I'm are not those, so sure huh? about being a religious freak, but I have changed. Jesus Christ is the center of my life now. That voice acting situation was just untenable. There was well, no that, way they were that, that writing situation was also untenable. That's an example of bad writing paired with bad voice so acting. So she in California had become a Jesus freak. Mm-hmm. And what did people mm-hmm. think when they found out that she was? Well, what people, people do, do when they find out it's true? <laughs> I don't really care. You no, know, I have a whole oh. I have a whole history about DC Talk and Newsboys thing. But yeah, it, it, Josh would know. Like it, it's it, yeah, oh, okay. of course I would know DC Talk. Do you want to give us the 30-second version? Oh, Jesus Christ. I know the lead singer to the Newsboys. What? Wait, like, no, no? Like, like sat down we, and had dinner? We used to hang out when we were kids. Like, when I was about 17, we used to ride around in the Newsboys, like, tour bus and limo for a little bit. <laughs> I know. I know what? this sounds incredible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, could you shit. keep this from us? Oh, my God. <laughs> And here I was like, oh, yeah, Rich Mullins lived right outside my hometown. (laughs) And it's like, no, fucking. Okay, yeah, no, I just, I go to soirees with Michael Tate. Um, (laughs) More like Michael Taint. There you go. That's right. Uh, Yeah, Michael Tate uh, was a buddy of ours that would just take us around. We would, after Newsboy shows, we would go to IHOP and have pancakes and pal around in the tour bus for a little bit. I feel like for approximately one third, maybe, of our audience... Like they are like running around, their hair is on fire, their eyes are popping out of their sockets, like in fucking Who Framed Roger I, Rabbit. I introduced you as local art teacher, and I could have introduced you as Michael Tate's best friend. <laughs> but like so, like my my cousin uh, was the person who like we would go to the shows and go backstage and stuff like that. But oh, like wow. we, I we haven't ta- I haven't spoken to Michael Tate. Michael, if you're listening, contact me. Uh, I haven't spoken to Michael's Michael's a big fan. He He's is. A Michael, come on the show. <laughs> Michael, I up. Apologize for calling you Michael Taint. Please come on the show. I don't think you're long and stretchy at all. But like, it's the reason. Uh, this is so embarrassing. This is the reason I own a Peter Fuehler in the Newsboys T-shirt. 
shirt. Uh, <laughs> I got it at a thrift store. And it just, it's just like a, I have to have that. Um, yeah. I don't wear oh, no, it that often because no one knows. It looks, it looks like a, a, a grunge punk uh, t-shirt, oh, but yeah, it's just like years ago. So I actually was asking, I was like, Hey, my, does Michael want to do, I was talking to someone else. I know it's like, hey, does Michael mm-hmm. want to maybe do something with us? And it's like, I'll try and contact them. Um, it does not go over well. Did not happen. And we get, I'm not really in contact with them anymore. Shock. Um, but <laughs> well, Ash, surprise to you. He's right here. Oh he's right behind you. <laughs> you invited him to my apartment. We'll have to bring you back when we do our Newsboys deep dive episode. Yeah, okay. so uh, Pamela has a new voice actor now. She brought Connie to the Lord in California. Now she's in Odyssey and she's Midwestern now. She's the one I told you about from California. The one who helped me become a Christian. Well, it's very nice to meet you, Pam. You know, I've heard a lot about you. It's nice to meet you, too. (laughs) Oh, Pam, this is incredible. (laughs) What are you doing here? I thought I'd come visit you on our school break. Your mom helped me fix it up with my parents. My Mom. Oh, she's going to get it when we get home. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so Pam's here. This is fine. Nothing's going to happen here. No, nothing at all. You know, Connie goes and gives Pam a tour of Wits End... Um, and, and Pam is is really clearly like marinating on something, you know, she's yeah. she's wondering if she oh, could. I don't like actually, marinating. I don't like wonders, marinating in this. Well, case. Too bad. I'm going to talk. I'm going to I'm going to use that word whether oh, you like it or not. She's basting. Um, yeah. <laughs> Pam sees the imagination station. And mm-hmm. because I guess she's fucking stupid, she wonders if she could go into the imagination station and change her own past. To be um, fair, Josh, the rules of the imagination station go all over the goddamn it's place. It's a simulator. It's, 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 it's always it's just holodeck. a simulator. It's the holodeck. Yeah. You can't actually change the past on the holodeck. Right. The one time someone went out and thought that a knight crawled out of it, they were still just in it. Right. The whole time. It, right. was, it, it was like Inception. Inception. Um, <laughs> so, but how would you know that you're outside the imagination station? Very what if carefully. The ru- what, if the rest, <laughs> what if the rest of your life was just an imagination station? You emerge at the end, and it's oh, like you okay. can AJ's time. becoming a fucking Spanish Renaissance playwright now. <laughs> uh, life is but a dream, AJ. Becoming. Now you're getting all Cartesian with this shit. Uh, and as we know, Descartes is like the first step to becoming New Age, and therefore a Satan worshipper. As we learned from Frank Peretti. Look, some things have happened with this guy, Scott, from the yeah. youth group. Yeah. Uh, and I've got a clip. Come on, what's going on? Oh, problems. You know how it is. Um, some things have happened with Scott. Is he the one you wrote to me about? The cute guy in your youth group? Your boyfriend? He was my boyfriend. That changed a few weeks ago. Oh, I'm sorry, Pam. You guys are really serious, weren't you? Yeah, well, I was. What happened? Well, things got complicated. We got closer than we should have. She didn't take the purity pledge. Right. You know, the fact that she got close enough to somebody to have sex with them, like Mm -hmm. was Mm -hmm. kind of the first, like, well, what what were you doing getting that far is what Mm. younger me, Mm. younger me would have thought. First of all, she didn't guard her heart. Yeah. Didn't guard her heart. No, no, no. But like I grew up (laughs) with extremely strict rules about like how close you're supposed to sit to the opposite sex sort of thing. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. Um, oh, wow. Something okay. called something called the six inch rule where you're nice. not. Uh, yeah. Nice. You're not allowed to. <laughs> <laughs> you're not Just al- out of reach. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, you're not allowed to, to be within six inches of the opposite or sit next to them. Uh, we had like when we would go out to eat, there would be a lot of like segregation of of 
sexes, you know, like, you know, the girls would sit on mm-hmm. one side of the restaurant or the boys to the other side. So it's oh, like wow. two, two oh, separate so tables. You, you, over weren't even, you weren't even doing the courtship like, you know, so group date because I went to seminary. This is how that went. Um, mm. Mm-hmm. In this in this situation where if you were interested in somebody, not only did you have to go to the administration to tell them that you're interested in the person, but then you mm. have to go back to the person, you know, tell them that you're interested. And then if they agree, go back to administration, tell them we're both interested in each other. We'd like to start dating. Oh, it's like reporting a relationship to HR. Yes, oh my God. Yeah. Just like. It's what? just like the Bible said, always go to your administrator first and, and express so your intentions. If, if, oh. if administration approves, um, then there are a, a huge book of rules you have to adhere by. You cannot be together at night. You cannot be ever alone. Uh-huh. You cannot, uh, you can only be like physical contact is extremely limited. There's only holding hands. You cannot kiss. Um, mm. there's like, uh, you have a have a chaperone to places, um, you're only allowed to be together in certain hours in certain at certain uh, places. Shockingly, everyone gets married out of that place, uh, or not yeah, shockingly, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, needless to say, I wasn't. I was not in this situation. I did not date in this. Like, yeah, okay. I was related yeah. to seventy percent of the people in this. <laughs> like, oh. so it, it was like it was null and void for me. Like, I had no shot. <laughs> Hey everybody, this is a preview of a premium episode. Check out the rest at patreon.com slash worst of all. You'll be able to hear our deep dive into the absolute insanity of Frank Peretti's abortion story, Tilly. You don't want to miss out, seriously. Again, that is patreon.com slash worst of all. See you there.